So, quick emergency episode of the podcast, and this one, unfortunately, is not going to be fun. Currently rocking this by myself, we're going to bring James in a little bit later because he's currently in upstate New York on the mountain skiing. We didn't think anything was going to happen, and if we did, we thought it was going to be, like, festive, exciting, something that would feel good. This is not that. Kodai Senga, shut down, shoulder injury, posterior capsule is bothering him. They're currently shutting him down. He's going to start the year on the IL. This is a big problem for the Mets. This is not good. Kodai Senga... Clearly the best pitcher on this rotation right now. Clearly the best pitcher of the entire staff. He was the ace. He was the best pitcher on the team last year. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. This guy has been so incredibly important to this team, the team's success that was going to happen this year. I mean, you heard us talk on the last episode. We were like, hey, really? I mean, like, Kodai Senga obviously needs to be an ace. He needs to be one of the best pitchers in baseball again in order for this team to be good. And right now, it's February, what, February 22nd? And we were talking about whether or not Kodai Senga will be pitching in May, whether we'll be pitching in June. And it sucks. It's terrible, terrible news. Like nothing we wanted to hear. I was sleeping and James woke me up by like just blowing up my phone. Like, you need to wake up. Kodai Senga's dead. Kodai Senga's dead. And I was like, oh my God, what injury just happened? To be fair, I was at least initial reaction. I was worried about the elbow. I was worried about the elbow. When you hear like dead arm, when you hear fatigue, I get worried about the elbow. You don't want Tommy John. It's not like a killer like it used to be. Obviously, like thoracic outlet is kind of the new like killer in terms of pitchers. They just don't come back the same. Posterior capsule. Now, looking through Twitter, looking through doctors online, I got to say, I haven't been hearing a lot of great things about what could be happening with Kodai. Seems like this could be an injury that's going to cost him some time. And for the Mets who don't really have the luxury of missing much time or having their one of their best players on the team miss time, this is concerning. It leads the question, like, where do we go from here? What do we do next? Because when you look at the rotation and you look at what it's built out to be right now, Tyler McGill is going to slot into that rotation now as the number five. You've got Quintana, you've got Luis Severino, you've got Adrian Hauser, you've got Tyler McGill, and you've got Sean Manaya. I mean, I like these pitchers as depth guys. I like these dudes as three, four, fives, mostly fives, to be honest. Now that this is our full rotation, it does get a little bit trickier. And you guys are smart. You're Mets fans. You're not stupid. You've been listening to the podcast. You've been listening to everybody. Everybody talking about the team. We know that pitching was going to be the problem this year, but at least we had Kodai. Now we don't have Kodai Senga for what seems like an unspecified timetable, which is kind of scary, but also kind of okay. Like, at least he's not out for the year right now. At least he's not out until June guaranteed right now. They're taking it very slow, very cautious. And on Kodai's part, he has been pretty optimistic. He just said, like, I've been throwing. It's just discomfort. I don't feel particularly comfortable right now with the way that I'm throwing. Nothing seems to be in excruciating pain. Nothing seems like a thorn. Nothing seems like there's any major structural damage that we know of yet. But similarly to how the Mets have kind of operated this offseason, everything's kind of being kept under wraps. There's not a lot of talk. There's not a lot of reports. There's not a lot of news besides what we are physically hearing from David Stearns and Kodai Senga and Carlos Mendoza and everybody involved. So we're going to be keeping an eye out over the next few days, few weeks, hopefully not a few months, but it seems like we're probably going to at least miss a month of Kodai Senga, which sucks, sucks. I mean, it's just so good, so good and so crucially important to this team's success. But next man up. Next man up, who is going to step up for this team and be that guy who can fill in? We're not going to be able to get another ace right now. Like, I think you guys need to stop, and I hate to, I hate to be this because it's so boring, and this is like when we were working with the team, and I totally understand why you'd be frustrated from these takes, but they're not going to go out and sign Blake Snell. They're not going to go out and sign Jordan Montgomery, and I hate, absolutely hate, 
to give Andy Martino credit, you guys know not the biggest fan of his, but he put out some good stuff earlier today about signing Be- uh, Bellinger, man, about signing Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, and he summed it up really well. The team would pay a 110% luxury tax on every dollar spent on Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, anybody else. So for guys like Jordan Montgomery, who was looking for 20 to $25 million a year, if it's a one-year deal, probably the AAV goes up a little bit. Same thing with Blake Snell, who's probably looking in that $30 million range. That $30 million contract now becomes $65, $70 million. That $20, $25 million contract to Jordan Montgomery becomes $50, $60 million. And there's no world where either of these guys are worth it. And I, I hate, I hate saying this because all I've ever wanted is a team to spend money like crazy. But there are bigger things to worry about right now. Is this team a World Series contender right now? If we are freaking out about losing Kodai Senga, probably not. Probably not. Does Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery truly make us that much better? Probably not. It will definitely carry us over. But what is the damage that this could do to the team financially long term? And I think that's something that maybe we got a little bit spoiled with the last couple of years. We want Max Scherzer. We got him. We got want Justin Verlander. We got him. We paid him $43 million each for 40-year-old pitchers. How did that turn out? Snell and Montgomery aren't those guys, but in the same regard, we have to be smart about the financials. We can't just spend willy-nilly because that's how you get in a hole and you turn into the Los Angeles Angels, who haven't made the playoffs. They have the longest playoff drought, I think, in all of baseball right now. So it's not going to be Blake Snell. It's not going to be Jordan Montgomery. Martino reported that basically Senga missing time doesn't change anything either. The Mets weren't particularly pushing for these guys with Senga. They're not going to be pushing without him. And I can't imagine that either of them are going to take such a significant pay cut for a one-year deal that it would make it worth it from the Mets side. Again, you're not going to pay these guys actually $25 to $30 million or $20 to $30 million. You got to double it and give it to the next person. The same thing. Like, too expensive. Too expensive. So... You can throw that out the window, Mets fans. I'm sorry to be giving you that news, and I hate that I have to give it to you from Andy Martino, my enemy, but at the end of the day, he's right. And at the end of the day, this is good reporting. This is how you do it. It's not going to happen. If they didn't see a fit with Senga on the team, I don't think they're going to see the fit without him. It's just overspending to fix, like, to just put a bandage on a leaky wound. Like, that's to put a bandage on a gunshot. Because right now, losing Kodai Senga, it's like getting shot. It's like getting shot. So, I think we're going to get James up in the mountains real quick, see what he's thinking. James, I think I got you. What's going on? Uh, how's how's the mountain trip? And what are you thinking about the uh, Kodai Senga news that we just heard? Tried to do some Twitter doc injury research, talked to Nick Pollock, pitcher list, former collegiate pitcher. The posterior strain is rare, much more rare than the anterior strain. That's what's keeping Brendan Woodruff out for the year. That's what's keeping Clint Kershaw out for the year. And some Twitter doctor nonsense is saying that posterior strain could be a precursor to a rotator cuff, similar to how... The calf strain is a, is a, oh my God, I almost fell. I'm wearing ski boots right now. I got the ski boots on. Uh, much like how the calf strain is a precursor possibly to a torn Achilles. And also a strain like a, like a, like a sprain in the shoulder and elbow or something could mean either a stretch or a slight tear. So no matter what, like it just sounds worse that Kodai Sang has a slight tear of something in his shoulder. It's terrible. It seems like it's going to take a while to heal. Also, Nick said that it mostly could be trap-related if it's posterior. And he said those are extra painful and they take a long time to heal. But then Kodai gave a statement saying that he still feels good when he pitches, but it's just discomfort. So I don't know. A lot of things going in every direction. It's definitely not that fun. Um, I just It feels to me like it's going to be probably June. People are looking at me. I am look like an idiot right now, like a maniac. It's probably June until he pitches which sucks because he was the one this rotation. He's the guy we definitely really needed if we wanted this rotation to be solid and have any kind of ceiling. Now it looks like 
probably Jose Quintana's your opening day starter if he gets through spring training healthy, which is crazy after two straight years where Tyler McGill was the opening day starter after we lost Justin Verlander and Jacob deGrom back-to-back in spring trainings. So it sucks. It's three years in a row that we're not going to have our opening day starter and opening day. Yeah, I mean, if he's out till June, that's, that's terrifying. It's terrifying, and I'm not particularly thrilled about that possibility. I'm glad that you talked to Nick Pollock and he gave us maybe a little bit of a more sane take than some of the Twitter doctors. Again, follow Nick if you guys haven't pitcher list. He's a, he's a legend over there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They definitely do. I, I guess you don't need to find someone to fill in because through the free agent market, there's really not anybody to get. I mean, there's one guy, and I'm sure a lot of Mets fans would feel very polarized about the guy. Trevor Bauer's still out there. He'd be free. I'm not saying to get him. I'm not saying not to get him. If you just want a cheap option that could be productive on the major league team, that is one of the ways you could look. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. I think it would be a PR nightmare for the Mets. I think they're very averse, or I think they're risk averse. I don't think they want to take on the risk of bringing in a Trevor Bauer. If they do, he's going to be free, so that double luxury tax penalty really won't matter. So are there guys inside the organization that you think could fill in as the next guys up? Who do you think it would be, James? All the talk right now in the world is about Christian Scott, mostly Mike Vassell, just to remind everybody, neither of them are on the 40-man roster. So we're going to be churning through 40-man roster, guys. Max Kranick, of course, Lucchese, McGill, Budo. We still have Sean Reed Foley. We still have Grant Hartwig. We still have Phil Bickford. There's a good chance all of these guys get major league innings, probably before Christian Scott or Mike Vassell, with the only caveat to that being if one of them just go berserk in the spring, which I think Scott could, even though he doesn't have many professional innings under his belt, I don't want to make this comparison, neither did Spencer Strider when he went crazy through the Braves system. He just kind of forced the issue at some point, even though he first came up in relief, but then wound up being the starter the next year. This Kodai Sanga injury is something that could definitely put him on the 60-day IL because it feels like like there's going to be like three weeks where he doesn't do anything at all. He has to let that that shoulder chill, and then maybe you start throwing once March begin, once March is like going, but even if that's not the case, it feels like he's gonna start throwing maybe when April begins. So then he has to do a whole spring training. It's probably six weeks of ramping up. So you're not really throwing full until the end of April, beginning of May. You're not on the mound, best case scenario, till the middle of May, early June is what it sounds like to me. It doesn't seem like it based on what they're saying, but based on the words they're saying and based on like learning about this injury just now, maybe, but Sanga's statement sounded more optimistic than that, but just, there's a chance that when we have to start actually picking the rotation for the season, that Sanga actually does need a 60-day IL. That opens a 40-man uh, roster spot. That's the opening for either Vassal or Christian Scott. Otherwise, I'm sure it's probably still late May, June until we see those guys anyway, maybe Sanga, but that's kind of what to look out for now, the way the 40-man roster gets manipulated. Maybe they go after Michael Lorenzen. Maybe they go after Jordan Montgomery for a short deal, but probably not because I'm sure Scott Boris is just foaming at the mouth that this just happened to the Mets, but... It seems like it's going to be a lot more Max Kranich and Joey Lucchese and Jose Budo rather than Christian Scott and Mike Vassell early, but I, I, I might be an idiot. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd love to see Christian Scott and Mike Vassell come in out of spring training, looking great, stepping up, going into that rotation, being those guys, you make a good point. Like, we still have Budo. Peterson, at some point, is going to come back from injury. Hopefully, you know, uh, Senga will be healthy by then, so we, I guess we don't really even need to talk about Peterson. But you've got Budo. You've got Lucchese, who... Let's not forget, Lucchese looked really good last year. Like, in the opportunities that Lucchese got, he was really solid. So I'm not happy that we have to throw in Joey Lucchese into this, you know, makeshift rotation now because of a Kodai Senga injury. But there definitely have been worse options in Mets years past. Not the worst thing that could possibly happen. And you mentioned, like, Max Kranich and some of the guys that we got off the waiver wire, off the scrap heap, that could be filling in. Some of the younger guys, some of the journeymen that have been on this roster. It's not going to be sexy, 
It's not going to be great. James, again, thank you for calling in from the mountain. Do appreciate you uh, chiming in here while your boy is rocking a solo podcast, which feels a little bit weird, but I do appreciate you coming in and giving me a little something. Enjoy the skiing. I know at the end of the day, this is a shit sandwich. We got Delta shit sandwich. It was going to be a really, really difficult year for the Mets to begin with. It just got a lot harder. If Kodai Senga only misses a month, I don't think the season is completely lost. I don't think it's over. But if we're looking at Kodai not pitching until June, July, if we don't get him until the summer starts, that's when it starts to become dangerous with this team. That's when you start to get worried about what's going on and what the future of this roster could look like. Things could be changing. But we don't know yet, so I'm not going to freak out. And until we know, there's really no reason to keep talking about it. So this is an emergency episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Just wanted to drop one out there for you guys. Kodai Senga out for the foreseeable future. I don't foreseeable future sounds dramatic. Is out. He's out right now. He's been shut down. No throwing, no nothing until he starts to feel better. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. Being a Mets fan, the agony never ends. It's never easy for us. But I do appreciate you guys checking in on YouTube and listening to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as always. So thank you for that. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast feed so you don't miss out on any of the content we got coming at you. Follow us on our social media, at MetsUp, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And that's where I'll wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out.